SheQuest podcast is heart-opening dialogues for self-identified women on a SheQuest, a movement moving forward, striving to live aware, bold, and whole. Welcome. Okay, hi SheQuest, and welcome to season two of SheQuest podcast guest series. I'm your host, Estelle Thompson, and this first month of podcast shows is titled In the Flow, How Moving with Your Menstrual Cycle Can Empower Your Relationship with Yourself and Your Life. This is such an important series of podcasts because I believe women are not getting the support they need when it comes to knowledge beyond the mechanical aspects of their periods. This month, we explore and dive deep in the magic, yes, I said the magic of your menstrual cycle and body rhythms because it's there. I wanted this series to be a flashlight into the holistic and soulful world of women's health. I have a sweet solo podcast about my own she story when it comes to my hurdles with my cycles and hint, hint, she quests. When I started to tap into the wild power of my period, it was a game changer. Today's episode is titled Moving With Your Cycle with Abby Adams. Abby uses movement, uh, menstrual cycle awareness, and holistic practices to guide women through challenging moments in their lives so that they can be present, live well, and unleash their potential. She cultivates uh, personal growth, emotional development, and equips her clients with the tools they need for change using a blend of yoga, kinesiology, bioenergy, physical movement. She works on an intimate level with each client, harnessing the power of motion to transform their thinking and empower their lives. And I'm just so excited, so thrilled to have Abby on the show here, uh, right from London. Yay. Hi. Yay! Hello! Hello, my darling. Lovely, lovely to be talking with you. Oh my goodness, I'm so happy to have you. And so here, my first question in all my show is I ask, um, you know, because she quests, we here we strive to live aware and bold and whole, um, I ask my guests, what makes you feel alive today, Abby? So what makes you feel alive? Oh my gosh, the sunshine. It's glorious here at the moment, but I was able to move my body earlier today and it's just sparked this inspiration. Movement always does this to me. When I move my body and I move it to inspirational music, music really is this this wonderful tool for me that gets me going and and inquiring into what's happening with me today. Where am I holding tension? Where am I flowing freely? What's going on with me? So, yeah. Oh, I feel the same way about both moving and music. <laughs> there's, a, there's something okay. about music, like there's a soul to every song. And I just, oh. yeah, oh my God, we'll have to share playlists. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> Amazing. So before we dive deep in our subject, and I really brought you in with, you know, this idea of owning in on you know, this idea of moving with uh, your cycle. But I just, I'd love for us to know about you and your like 
personal background, professional background. And here at SheQuest, we call it like my she story, kind of your she story, who you are in a nutshell, your cultural upbringing. And, um, and kind of, I guess for the specific of this course too, how you came to be an expert in menstrual cycle health. Sure. Um, so my journey started a long time ago. I, I trained to be a, a masseuse. And then I got into teaching yoga. Um, I just had this conversation with someone else, actually, about really getting into yoga was a way of me escaping because at the time I wasn't happy in my job. I was still carrying a lot of trauma from my childhood. There was a lot of uh, drink and drugs and and, and self-sabotage involved, you know. I... My body wasn't um, a comfortable place to be and my menstrual cycles were incredibly painful and incredibly heavy and I just thought that was the norm. So I studied yoga and whenever I taught, it never felt comfortable for me. There was always something a little bit missing. I enjoyed it, but it wasn't quite there for me. And then through... um, personal experiences at the end of 2016 we kind of had um what would you call it a tsunami of of um experiences wash over me and my family one was where my 37 year old cousin died of a brain hemorrhage she was found on the kitchen floor and I had yeah I had a miscarriage on her funeral my mum got skin cancer and my my husband lost his um oldest friend he was found dead in his flat from a virus and all of these things came together and you know you put that plastic smile on which I think women and men do very well because uh especially in England you know stiff up a lip keep going don't show your emotions but I began to crack and this crack started to affect my relationship with my husband and so I went off and studied mixed movement for a month in Miami with Budokan and it was a game changer because I moved my body in ways I had never moved before for long periods of time throughout the day Mm. and I, I understood my potential I understood my power but I also understood my addictions and this then led me into wanting to go even deeper into my body And I began to explore the menstrual cycle and how the menstrual, the magic within the menstrual cycle from placing movement as food. Mm. And for me is movement is, is just as important as the food you put into your mouth. And by using certain movements at certain times of my period, I felt even more satisfied, more connected more able to communicate with life and it just it just changed the dynamics of who I was but more so the way I was communicating with myself enables me to communicate with life and others around me but it's it's that that's relate the relationship with me I I've moved my body for many years now in various forms and the movement never gave me this great relationship with my body. It was always this part's still a little bit too fat. This part doesn't work this great. This part's, you know, there was always a little bit of a negative. And then when I understood my menstrual cycle, 
I just fell in love with my body. And I realized that this body is beautiful the way that it is. I don't need to move it to change it. I move it to feed it. So I hope that answered your question. Oh, my God. I I just love talking to you so much. (laughs) I can hear you all day. Um, Let's let's go back because your story is just – it's just out of this world, you know, um, like this tsunami of events that ha- like it's happened to you where, I mean, you must have been in shock for, uh, how, like, you know, from the time that all this happened to you to the time you took your, your, um, mixed movement training, like what was going on? Do, do you, can you talk to us a bit about that? Is that okay? Yeah, definitely. When I received the phone call, um, from my aunt to tell me, that Rochelle had passed and this this woman was influential in me becoming a woman you know she showed me the bright lights of of, of real life you know I was my mum and my dad kind of kept me a little bit in cotton wool and my cousin just showed me what life was like and she was an inspiration to me really she was so strong and when I heard those words I just I it was unbelievable. I just, I, it was almost like I crumbled like a, like flour, just crumbled. And I, I, it was just a really emotional time, you know, this sense of loss. I mean, you look at it as well because you, you appreciate that this could happen to you. You know, you could leave behind your family. She left behind three small children. And then I found out, so the day after, it was actually the day after I found out that I was pregnant and I'll be honest with you, I couldn't handle it. I couldn't handle it. I I felt very alone. It, yeah, it just knocked me off my feet. Surprisingly, because we, although we was very close um, when we was growing up, we hadn't seen each other for a while. Although I, I'm so pleased I got to see her six months before she passed for a family get together. But so coming into being pregnant. It just, it just didn't feel right. It just didn't feel right. And when we, when I had the miscarriage, that it started on her funeral and then really kicked in the day after. I, I don't know whether many other women would do this, but I, you know, going going through it, I was still thinking of going to work the next day. How can I go to work the next day? Because I wasn't dealing with the situation. I wasn't in the moment. I didn't want to be there. I didn't want to feel it. I was totally. I wasn't communicating. And that the uh, the day after the day after that um, or two days after I went straight back to work, and you know it was it wasn't an easy miscarriage either. This kind of went on for about two weeks. This miscarriage, in and out of hospital, and still I'm working, and still I've got that plastic smile on my face, and it that that plastic feeling just began to sink deeper and deeper into my soul. And I began to become emotional. And then when you become emotional, well, from my own personal experience, you begin to think things and you make those thoughts a reality. And this started to affect my relationship with my husband. You know, I didn't want to be here with my young son and my husband. I I felt like I was, like the world was caving in on me and I did not know what to do. And so this is when I took that opportunity to step out of my own chaos because it it was all my own chaos and and just move my body. And it's it's a big difference between 
the way I used to deal with things because the, a similar situation uh, like this before was when I was trying to leave the work that I was so unhappy with. And again, could have really ruined my relationship with my now husband. But back then it was all about drinking and drugs. And I knew I'd turn a corner because I chose to send myself away to an environment that got me to move. It didn't encourage me to get drunk or get high. It was move your body, sort your life out. And, you know, it, it did exactly what it said on the tin. And I came back from that. And even my husband said it was the best thing you'd ever done. Yeah. People around notice the difference. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I, um, thank you so much for sharing all this because I, I mean, just as the work that I do, like bulk of us are disconnected from our own limbs, (laughs) you know, uh, and the connection we have, um, like to, you cannot process events, traumatic events like this simply on a rational level because you'll never make sense of it, you know, and I'll just go round and round and round and to bring it down, like lower, like down to, you know, below the neck, which is essentially what you've done. And now, you know, you help women, you know, move through their own pain, I I gather. Yes, exactly. Women come to me and they are they're out of sorts you know they're 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 just not in the body and and I feel that these women that I move with now they've done they've done everything you know that we've done every exercise you can think of we've done every trend of health and well-being that's been out there and we're at this point where we're like well what now because no one's ever given us the opportunity until this point, to go in and learn our unique rhythm, which is our menstrual cycle. I know. I felt, we- you know, I felt so robbed <laughs> when somebody told me about um, the, the 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 inner seasons and the how can I like I could plan around my cycle. I was like, could somebody have told me that earlier? Because. I, know. <laughs> like, I just had like I almost had to grieve that I was like. I wish, like, I wish had known, and it's partly why I'm bringing this to light, you know, because we need more women that that know how to move with their cycles, and it's it's a language, it's their own language, right? Like, you can't be like, well, on day one you do that, and on day because that would be too easy, and that I feel that's what we want most of the time, right? But <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you know what? I, I I wish that, like you just said, someone had come into my school. And had taught me this over geography, you know. This would this would have served me way better than geography. And I also feel that if if young women can get this at the start of their menstrual cycle, we're talking about women understanding the the art of work, rest, and play, so that when it comes to the rest, they don't feel guilty. Because we have so much guilt around not doing anything when we need to. And, you know, we're talking about on your menstrual cycle, even if it's just for the first day of not doing anything, of not holding that responsibility to maintain and contain for other people, only for ourselves, it would be a game changer. It's a 
it would be an absolute game changer. I feel that we that that women would be able to go into work and say to their bosses, "My menstrual cycle is starting in three days' time. I'd like to work from home." Then that it would be phenomenal, and we would have no guilt about that because we understand our power. I agree so wholeheartedly, and I speak mm-hmm. about this in my in the solo podcast, um, just about rest, you know, and how that changed everything for me it just lessened my symptoms as well like cramping I mean it was unbelievable just because I took a day of rest (laughs) and but I had to voice that right like I had and that that was like a a big frontier for me to be like no today I need like to my family to everyone and you you must experience this like tell us a bit let's break it down like when somebody comes to you and like, how do you go about developing this language of, you know, intuition and um, all of it? Do you, do you want to share that with us? When I, when I work with a woman or a group of women, we want to understand our flow. So for those out there that are still a bit unsure or have not heard of this, we have the seasons within our cycle. So your mens- your menstruation is your inner winter. Now, the days vary for everyone. And this is the beauty of the cycle because it's not the same. The days aren't the same. It, it varies for everyone, okay? So this is just a rough guide. And I, and I always like to uh, thank the Red Skull for their wisdom and knowledge, which... They're amazing. Just incredible what they do, yeah. Shani and Alexandra, wonderful women sharing some great work out there. But... Under the Red School, the inner winter is a time of detachment, inner connection, acceptance, forgiveness, inner guidance and instructions. These are the ones that stand out for me in my cycle. It might be different for others. And this is a time where you rest. So from days 27 to 5, and this is what I say to the women, you know, it's like preparing for something. You wouldn't go on stage to act out an hour's play without reading your lines. When you're coming up to your menstruation, you, you're not going to be doing a CrossFit class every single day up until your first day of bleeding and then go, I'm going to rest now. <laughs> you know, it, 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 we're talking about supporting and flowing, supporting and flowing. So perhaps the three days before, two days before your, your bleed, we just start to slow down and we change our movement from uh, a strength-based plan to more yoga and meditation, breathing, walking, whatever fits you and makes you feel good. So in our menstruation, if we can just get one day, that first day of bleed, to rest, and I think this is one of the trickiest things because the first day of your period is going to serve the entire cycle. And it's all well and good, and I've done this, of, yeah, I will rest. And you sit down, but inside you are kicking off and the guilt and the shame and you're thinking and you're feeling you should be doing this. And da, 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 da. It's not as easy as just saying, and rest. We have to understand why you're not resting. Once we've gone through that, this this starts to become so much more easier. So you you're slower in your inner winter. There's the yoga, there's the walking, maybe. There might be nothing. There might be just meditation. 
We then start to rise. So now from the first day of your period, your estrogen is starting to rise. So you can feel more energetic immediately on your day one. But just because we have it doesn't mean we've got to spend it. As we come up into our spring, this is when the estrogen is really bubbling up and we become more curious, playful, motivated and positive. So we come from this gentle place of inner winter, of quite slow and thoughtful. And like I said, we've got the yoga, the walking, the meditation, Tai Chi maybe. Now we come up into spring. For me, I love it's like I said, it's, it's a time of playfulness. So you, it's a great time to do something you've never done before. So dancing, any form of dancing, uh, uh, Zumbas and things like that, it's, it's a really nice thing to do. We then come up to our summer and this is where your power's at. Before you go past ovulation, this is your outward focus, your visibility, your taking charge, you know, your magnetism and attraction. I love this because at this point, this is when your hormones actually make your facial features more symmetrical for you to at attract a mate. I love that. This is when, you know, when you're working out and you just look so <laughs> hot. I know this is like, oh, hello. I am sexy person who's looking at me. <laughs> I know. I'm sweating exactly like I did three days before and no one looked at me then. What's happened? But that's why. So this is where your power's at and you can do anything. So from your inner spring, so from winter to summer, this is your follicular stage. But we don't want to be running as fast as we can in that inner winter. I, I always suggest taking it slow until you've come out of your bleed and then start to empower your movement. At this time, because of the rise in estrogen, your metabolism is changing. So you are building muscle. So this is where you want to focus on that power and using that power. So you've got your weight training. This is fabulous, especially as you come up near to your summer. But because in spring, it's all about curiosity. It's a great time to try something new, perhaps rock climbing. Like I said, the dancing, whatever works for you. When we go past summer and we enter into our autumn, this is a time where we are, where it's increased fat burning. So things like swimming, which is great. I love calisthenics. I, I, I just love body weight training because as well, especially as you go deeper into your autumn and you're coming nearer your inner winter, um, women's balance can be off you know you can feel a bit wobbly on your feet as these these plummeting hormones this estrogen drop and the rise in progesterone just changes your perspective the autumn for us is really a time of saying no of completion holding tension and the inner critic and I love it because people always say what does holding tension mean and it's those emotions that come up there's going to be emotions that start to rise because this is a time of reflection so we want to remain in our power. And, and something that I found out personally for myself was when I stopped moving too soon in my luteal phase, when I, when, I start, when I slowed down too quickly, I became very overwhelmed. 
I I became very emotional, and that was because I'm I'm a, I have a very strong body. So for me to slow down too quickly in my luteal phase, my inner autumn, did nothing for me. I still had energy to to use. Um, so for me, I could still do my um, my martial arts. I could still do my boxing. I focused more on my core-based um, uh, practices through yoga, which saw all of that anxiety and emotional rushing up into my head come back down again. I, I really am a champion of, of, of focusing on the core later on in your in autumn for um, mental and emotional balance. It makes such a difference. And then you can flow into your inner winter and you're back into that softer side of yourself and rest. So you can see there is this amazing opportunity of of, of, of adventure, I would call it, as you go round your cycle. We don't have to do everything in one day and I feel that's that's why women get so overwhelmed and so bogged down because let's face it we are capable of achieving anything we are so powerful but because we think we have to put everything into one day it all becomes too much and understanding your cycle gives you the opportunity to focus on one thing in each of your phases and it's just amazing. That's where the magic is. It is. And it's perfect because it leads, it's so fascinating. It's, it's all of this. It opens you up to a whole other world. And it, when I learned about that, like it made sense, you know, it like literally landed in me and like, I understood, but not like on a deeper level, you know? Um, and mm. I, I hope it does this to all the women listening. I think <laughs> I have strong hope. Hey there interrupting this incredibly heart-opening episode to let you know about my new art channel. If you're listening to this podcast as a SheQuest member, this feature is included in the membership sisterhood community. Yay! More than eight 21 days of mindful art classes and curated topics for each class, such as 21 days of birds and butterfly, 21 days of love and loss, 21 days of women and power, and so on. Classes and programs are being uploaded on a monthly basis. If you aren't part of the membership and would like to try the art channel, this option is now available. Use the coupon SHEART, that's S-H-E-A-R-T, all big letters, to get one month free. And tell the women and men you know and love about this stunning opportunity to develop a home art practice. SheQuest membership doors will open again in January. But until then, enjoy my art channel and say yes to creative living, yes to showing up, and yes to connection. Now back to our ever-expanding conversation. Um, and, and that basically lends in my, my next question, which is, um, you know, to like reframe, I feel there's so much shame and humiliation around our people. Like you've talked a little bit about like, you know, hiding, like, like our work doesn't know, like nobody knows, like we have our, like nobody, we just like go on our lives. And it's like a big thing when, you know, you go through, whether you bleed or throughout the cycle and how do you, um, 
how have you for yourself like reframe that? Like, for example, like I know when I understood about the season and mostly PMS, because I, you know, I used to have terrible just PMS cramping and just moodiness. And, and when I realized it was a time for me, like to exactly, it was like inner autumn and I was like letting things go and I could say no. Um, it changed everything for me. And now I kind of look forward to PMS. <laughs> Like, you know, it like reframed everything because like I understood my, my, my body in like a, a deeper term. Do you, do you, do you see what I mean? Like, do you want to? Yeah. Yeah. I do. These, 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 these messages, these signals that we receive, I, I don't know how we have turned them into a negative, but we have, and they don't have to be. And it's purely by giving ourselves the space to do this. And you bring up the in autumn. I am a summer girl. I love being out there socialising. And as I started to chart, I I I realised that to leave my inner summer was quite a scary thing for me. To, because to not be social, to not have lots of people around me, left this big void that I I've always been taught you had to fill. And so on my days 21, I began to see my addictions rise up. It was a phenomenal experience. On day 21, I would phone my husband, and I've got this all down in my journals, I would phone my husband and tell him to bring me home a bottle of red wine. Now, if he was in a good mood, he'd bring home two, and I would drink two bottles of red wine because I, I just felt the world was overwhelming me. I felt I wasn't successful. I felt that I was failing. Oh my gosh, everything you could think of, I was thinking. And what I realized was, was my body didn't want to leave the summer. The only way it knew for me to slow down because it knew I had to slow down was to drink. Digging deeper within this, what I then realised was either side of your cycle, so from the rising of your inner winter up to summer of ovulation, this is your power of yes. From ovulation down to inner winter, you've got your power of no. I was not fulfilling in my power of yes. I wasn't being my most powerful because I was still being powerful for other people's thoughts and feelings. I hope that makes sense. I was still doing things that I thought I should be doing, not what I truly wanted to be doing. And so when I came into the power of no part of my cycle, my body was like, whoa, hang on a minute. You haven't mm. completed. You haven't, mm. you haven't finished. And so this flower was only halfway bloomed and then it was expected to die off. And, and and come back through the other side of the cycle. And, and my body was like, I, I don't want to do this. I'm not ready to do this. I still have a lot of power left within me. And so I understood why I needed alcohol at that specific day. It was always day 21, that specific day. And also going deeper into that, my sensitivity to the drop in estrogen. You know, this is a time when you can feel like life is just failing if you are very um sensitive to that estrogen drop 
Amazing. We the I never knew about this, the power of yes and the power of no during uh, the cycle. So it's, that's really enlightening, Abby. Thank you so much. <laughs> and you mentioned a little bit about journaling. Um, and this is the tip of the month to start kind of tracking our periods. But um, And also, um, you know, this show is really about, um, I love, the something that inspires me the most is like knowing your own self-exploration tool for personal chloros. And you've mentioned quite a bit, like you love to, uh, you know, dance and Tai Chi. Um, but I'm wondering if you could share some, like your own favorite tools for self-growth um, and, and your rituals. Um, and perhaps because we're talking so much about our monthly cycle, perhaps surrounding um, that, like ways you ground yourself, um, and uh, and you've talked a lot too about self awareness, which I love. Like you know, once you knew it was like day twenty one, like you could have you could have known that if you hadn't journal, you know. No way. Yeah, I journaling. I yeah. go through phases of journaling. Um, for me, my, my main tools. I I am. I've got shamanism within my practice, so I, sound therapy for me is. So so important you know I've got my drum I've got my singing bowls I've got my tuning fork and I I love working on the energy around me just clearing that when it feels like really clogged up I also love art a painting and I I I, I do I dance and I get the energy up and then I get a huge canvas and I get my hands and I get my hands in paint and I will just create um some some art just through the the combination of movement and and getting on the canvas which I love and your artistic streak comes out really well well for me especially in my week four before um I come on my bleed I love getting the paints out then it's a great time to get um creative in your cycle See, I'm most creative in my inner summer. And even like if I look at just a year, like not just my cycle, but like spring and summer, I mean, sometime fall, but um, most it's like, it's like, I'm like really prolific. Like I just keep on creating, but you know, again, like I didn't know that. Like, and sometimes I would push myself, you know, being a visual artist by trade, mm -hmm. I would like push myself to make something in like the dead of winter. And I was like, what's going on? Like, <laughs> you know, and, but now that I know it's like, you know, it's open so much more. And don't you think this is the beauty of the menstrual yes. cycle? We stop pushing ourselves. There's an element, there's an element of challenge. And I feel that mentally emotionally physically and spiritually you need challenge for growth this is what life's about the experiences that come to you are there to allow you to grow but there's a difference between i think modern societies pushing and our natural natural challenges of life Does oh that yeah make sense? Like, yeah and also this as aspect too to like, I feel we're working for society. Can we switch things around here? And like, make it like void, like almost have a voice. Like, um, there's a great story at one of my retreats in France, one of the girls, it was so powerful. It's such a powerful story where she was tired to do the walk of shame back to her desk, you know, <laughs> or like, you know, like bring the pad, like, so she just, and she, you know, she has like a desk job. So she just brought like a basket with like pads and tampons, like in the toilet stall. 
And she was like, yeah. I'm done. Like, I'm done doing that walk. Like, I'm done hiding. You know, this is, this is, this is yeah. stupid. And all the women in the office, like, went to her and just thanked her. Like, this, oh, but you know what I mean? And that's what I mean by, like, like, can we just make it work for us? Like, <laughs> and in yeah. that way, it doesn't have to be. Like, um, and one of my other guests in the podcast, um, she said, you know, you're, it doesn't have to be hard. Yeah, it doesn't. This is what I'm talking about with regards to once you understand your menstrual cycle, you are communicating as a CEO. Yeah, you are on it. You are owning it. You're, you're, you're in the flow. You understand. So when you are communicating from that level with yourself, imagine how you can communicate with others in life. It's phenomenal. And you speak about your clients. There was one, one specific client that stands out a lot to me. She was told that she had bipolar. And she was given medication, you know, and, you know, this will have to be an ongoing thing. And she came to just one of my workshops and she realized that she was actually overspending in her menstruation, her inner winter. And that by changing that, by taking in rest, she became less emotional and she was able to reduce her medication she wasn't bipolar she was just so bloody tired that it was affecting every part of her cycle thereafter I found it phenomenal you know it's very easy to take a pill and you know when you don't have the support and education of course that's what you're going to take because you don't know any different but the exploration into your menstrual cycle gives you an understanding of what is going on, what do I need, what do I really yeah. need, and then setting up that foundation. Exactly, and to see that as a, an opportunity, you know, now uh, it's like what a gift we have that every month we get to, like, be anew, you know? Like every month we get to shed what we don't need and to start anew, you know? I just... And to have these, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, to, to reframe it as like a blessing, like what a blessing I bleed every month, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> instead, you know, instead of like, I feel I was thought to be like, I don't know. And maybe I wasn't thought that maybe it's just like what I picked up was like, you know, shame and I'm not, you know uncomfortable but it, it really doesn't have to be that way oh I could talk to you all day uh, I just I just have little quick questions uh, for you just personally um I want to know if you have a favorite mantra favorite mantra well I've got I've got two I suppose I've got one one modern one which is uh, from uh, Cameron Shane, who I, who was my teacher, who runs Budicon, and that is the way you do anything is yeah. the way you do everything. And it is, and I live by that now. I live by that. And um, my the one that when it comes to chanting is the Ganesh one, Om Gam Ganapateye Namaha. I love that. Just breaking down all that old stuff releasing it letting it go so I've got my my 
my my ancient and my more modern one. So those are the two that I kind of always bounce back back and forward I to. I love it. Um, what about a favorite mm. flower? Oh, my favorite flower is peony. Yeah, I love peony. And what about uh, perhaps a favorite book uh, that you've read? And perhaps it's a book that would be related to um, moving with um, our cycles. Do you know, I, I, I feel that we're still, that there's not been a book published as yet that, that I've found that supports the movement with the cycle. But the one, the books that I do love, Oh, like we said earlier, was The Wild Power by Alexandra Pope and Shani Wurlitzer. They are the two women that run the Red School. I love Gabrielle Lichterman's 28 Days. And one of my, well, my teacher, Anadea Judith, Eastern Body, Western Mind. I mean, just a phenomenal book on on your personal energy and, and, and emotional um reactions to life really those are those are my my go-to book and sorry how could I forget women that run oh, with yes. the wolves yes oh my goodness such a classic yeah mm. awesome book amazing and um do you uh do you like yoga or running better or a bit of both or do you even tell me about your what kind of workouts do you do oh so for me I love I love mobility, which is playing around with um, animal locomotion and contemporary dance, um, just ch- seeing where the, what the body can do and go. I love calisthenics. I love strengthening my body and supporting supporting my body. And I, I, I love martial arts and, and capoeira. So they're kind of like my go-to ones that, that, I, that I, I use to support my, my cycle and my mental, emotional, physical self. Amazing. Um, and coffee or wine? <laughs> coffee. Most definitely coffee. Not tea, Not Abby? Not tea? No, you know what? I'm, at the moment, I'm, I'm seven and a half months pregnant. <gasps> so I'm, I have to... Um, How I've... did you not tell us this? <laughs> Do you know what it is? It's because I get so excited when anyone wants to have a conversation about periods. I'm like, yay! <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember that I'm pregnant. No, I'm well, I, um... we'll have, now I'm, I'm taking notes. We'll have to have you back, uh, perhaps about pregnancy. I'd love to have you back for that now that you've mentioned. And also sound. You've mentioned you do a lot with sound. So I'd love to oh, have you back. Sound I was recently with a, a friend of mine. I'm, I'm just trialing out this new massage with that I'm, I've put together, and you know, I was holding singing bowls up of certain sound types, and she could feel this energy just release from her throat. She'd had an argument with her partner the day before, and it was still there, and the sound just helped clear it, which then got rid of her headache, which then got rid of her shoulder ache. You know, it's amazing. Oh, we are made Absolutely. of sound. The first thing that ever was was a wavelength, you know. I <laughs> just I forget. I'll have to have you back. I'm just, I'm just like you're like my new best friend here. Um, I love you. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> okay, a couple, last question. It's a bit of a loaded one, but I'm gonna ask it anyways. Um, you know, knowing what you know about women's cycle now and what you've learned, what do you wish women to know most about their cycle? That 
by moving with your cycle doesn't make you any less it doesn't make you less powerful than a man it makes you more equal and that by moving with your cycle you create the most amazing relationship with your body and when you are relating to your own body and its needs you can communicate with men on a more confident and empowered level and with life and that is what life is all about I feel we're just looking to resonate with each other you know for me I want us to step through the hashtag me too I want it to be hashtag everyone unite Mm -hmm. men and women you know whether you are in the workplace, whether you are in a partnership, you know, we all need to be communicating from a place of honesty. And when a woman can say to a man in their relationship or at work, like I said before, I am on, I'm coming on my period in two days time, I need to rest, I need to work from home half a day. And the man says, absolutely no problem. The world will be a changed place. Oh, so well put. So well put. Thank you so much for coming. Where can we find you, Habi, and how can we support you? You can find me. Um, my website is abbyadams.co.uk. I am on social media as abbyadams underscore MMA. Next year, I've got an exciting new initiative coming up called Project Woman. Um, which will be all about deep immersions with regards to learning about your menstrual cycle, learning about the power of yes and no, releasing trauma from the womb, and getting couples together to uh, on workshops to heal this divide. You know, we meet our loved ones and we know that we're meant to be together forever. But sometimes life gets in the way and we allow our emotions to take hold and all of a sudden we look at them in a different light. It's not that anything's changed. It's just that we've become emotional to something. And so these workshops are about, like I said, throughout all of our conversation, creating great communication, great relationships so we can feel empowered and confident. Mm, Sounds wonderful. And it's called Project Women. Project Woman, yeah, launching next year. But like I said, my um, I'm on social media. I've got my um, my um, internet page. But get in contact if you if you want to chat or talk or speak. I do online coaching as well. So if you would like to book in with that, I'm sure we can share my details after. I've never been to London, so maybe. <laughs> I'd love to meet you. Oh in my goodness. Um, yeah, and have tea with you. That'd be awesome. <laughs> It'd be great. And perhaps we can collaborate, my darling. It'd be awesome to share space with you. Yes. Uh, well, uh, let's uh, speak after the podcast. But I just want to tell you, um, I want to wish you good luck with you know your pregnancy. What an auspicious time. And again, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us and you know, widening our perspective on what it is to be a woman modern modern soulful woman today really really appreciate it thanks abby 